0: and be seated. It's, it's going to be a great night. You know, during worship, I was intending on preaching five points. We're going to be here for an hour and a half of just preachers. <laughs> it was going to be five points. And I just felt during worship, um, there's a special presence of the Holy Spirit here tonight. And, and I was going to talk about, and I'm still going to talk about part of it, but I was going to talk about five things I pray for every day. And I think as you enter into this year, this new year, I believe with all my heart, that it is imperative for us to be people of prayer. Not people who occasionally pray, but we are people of prayer. And this year, as God does something significant in your life, prayer is going to be the pathway that God uses to pour out what he wants to do in you and through you. And I pray for five things every day. I pray for a pure heart, I pray for wisdom, I pray for favor, influence, and anointing. Those five things every single day. And I think there's something significant about praying specifically and consistently for things. God knows what I'm asking him for. Because every single day I pray for those five things over my life and over my family. And I say, Lord, I want you to do these things in me and through me. And here's the thing, as you pray, whatever your list is, You pray and believe God's going to move. Can I have a better amen tonight? Like When we pray, we're believing that the heavens are going to open and the Spirit of God is going to move, that it wasn't reserved just for the Old Testament prophets, wasn't reserved just for the early church in the book of Acts, but God is still a God who moves. God is still a God who answers. God is still a God who performs miracles and signs and wonders, who still speaks to his people. He wants to move, but sometimes we're not pressing in like Pastor Mike talked about and praying for that which we desire him to do in our life. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. You remember that story of the widow who kept going back to the judge over and over, over and over, and finally he's just like, here you go. Take this. We recently got a a puppy. Anybody have a dog in the house? God bless you. I had no clue how much a dog, how much work a dog brings into your world. But my, my child, Elijah, he's, he's eight. The past two years, he's been asking for a dog every single day. Daddy, can we get a dog? Daddy, can we get a dog? He would come home from school with books from the library. He's not even that into reading, but he would come home from school with books that it's all about puppies. And he would just be laying in bed, I kid you not, and he'd be on like a golden retriever page and a tear would be coming down his face. This is the truth. Don't tell him I told you that. And uh, he'd be like, I just love this puppy. I just want to pet him. And he just like, it's so emotional. You know, he asked and asked and asked. And because I love him, because he was persistent, guess what that boy has? A puppy. And I just believe, man. I don't know what it is what you're praying for. I don't know what it is what you're asking for and believing for and stretching your faith for. But I believe when God's people pray, That he starts moving. And he's going to move in your life this year. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. He's going to move in your life this year. But if you're not believing it, we have to believe and expect. And here's the thing. Let me preface it before we get into this. Here's the thing. It's not that just my life will be better and more easy and more convenient and relaxed. It's that my life will count for what God wants to do in me and through me. So the two words we're going to talk about, and then we're going to worship some more and maybe have a time of prayer. Two words. The first one is this, is favor. Everybody say favor. I believe this year, I'm talking to Pastor Mike, that this year, our word for this year, as far as our church, is the year of favor for this house. Supernatural favor from God. Sometimes we have a misconception of favor, and we assume, well, favor is, like I said a moment ago, honestly, favor is a a problem-free life. When I have God's favor, man, everything is working out exactly like I wanted it to. That's not necessarily the case. The Bible says this about Jesus. It says Jesus in Luke chapter two, that Jesus increased. Check this out on the screen. He increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. Not only that, but in Genesis, if you guys will pull that up in Genesis about Joseph. In Genesis it says, but the Lord was with Joseph. How many of you like that when you read, the Lord was with somebody? How you like it when you know that God is with you? Changes the ballgame. And God was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. Why well, do I don't read that verse? Because here Joseph is in jail, in a position of hardship, in a position of trial, in a position of being pressed, and God still gives favor. Be careful not to look at somebody in their situation and say, well, I guess God's favor is not on them because their circumstance isn't all perfect, but God's favor can still be on their life. They might not have the job they want to have, but God's favor could still be on their life and he could be positioning them for what he wants to do. And when you talk about favor, when I pray for favor, this is what I pray for, I say, Lord, open the doors that you want me to walk through. And listen, and close the doors you don't want me to walk through. Favor can keep you from things that you think you need or you think you want. I was talking to Ryan Frith today. How many of you love Ryan Frith? Come on, he's the best. I was talking to Ryan Frith. A few years ago, Ryan Frith was working, had a successful job. He's working, doing well. And he had an opportunity to step out and it's a new position that would really stretch him as far as bless him financially. Just a major, incredible leadership opportunity. And he was fired up about it. Man, maybe this is God. Started heading down that path and the Lord ended up, he told me today, sitting there, hopefully is okay, I share it, I'm not giving all the details. But the Lord, <laughs> the Lord cut it off. And he thought, man, what's going on? Why, why am I not walking in this thing that was going to be such a blessing for my life? Three months later, the Lord opened up an opportunity for him to come on staff at HPC. How many of you glad he's on staff at HPC? And he's in ministry doing what God had called him to do. And it's not about being in full-time ministry, but it is about positioning yourself to walk in the favor that God has for you. You being where you're supposed to be, me being where I'm supposed to be, and watching God open up doors for you to walk through. And have everything that he has for you to have. And here he is. What looked like so promising and what he's supposed to do. God shut the door. But now he's opened another door. He stepped through on staff serving God as men's pastor for for several years now. Now him and his wife are going to be campus pastors at Denham Springs campus. What seemed like something that wasn't God's favor was God's favor years ago. And now he's in position. Y'all listening to me. He's in position to walk through what God has him to walk through. What is it that God has for you to walk through this year? What are you crazy believing God for? What is it that you say, man, God, I feel this burning inside of my heart. It's not just for my increase, but God, is for you to do something significant through my life. It's not just about a position or finances, but in order that I may be used to the full capacity, God, as you bless me, I will be faithful because really faithfulness is what leads to favor. Faithfulness. Leads to God's favor. And then the next word is this. I thought this was going to be quick. Next word is this, anointing. Anointing. As God opens up doors of opportunity for you and for your family, for your life, and even some people right now, you're thinking, that's not going to happen for me. Believe God that it can happen for you. If he says it, if he's planted it, it will happen. And then God, as he opens up doors, here's the thing. If it is God's assignment, it is far greater than your ability. If it is from him, you will not be able to complete it on your own power and strength. If God has called you to do it, then you are desperate, desperate need of his anointing. You say, what's anointing? Anointing is the separation and the empowerment to do what God has called you to do. And when we were worshiping, man, I, I just kept thinking about that word anointing. And there's people in here, and you know as I'm speaking to you right now, you're like, that's me, that's me, that's me. You know that you need God's supernatural grace, mercy, and empowerment for what he's called you to do. Because when you look at it, it's bigger than you. When you analyze it, it's bigger than you. It can be something that other people think is so small. Like the anointing to be able to raise your kids in a godly way. I mean, parents know what I'm talking about in the house. Lord, help us. Anointing to be the employee that you're supposed to be. The anointing to, to do what you're supposed to do as it relates to the ministry at the church. And anointing, listen to me, to be a light on this earth where people will see Jesus Christ. And I believe with all my heart, God is positioning our church. He's given us favor and he will give us even more favor. But as we step through that favor, those doors of opportunities, as you step through those doors of opportunity, you have to, and I have to, have the empowerment of the Spirit of God in our life. Look at this scripture in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 16. This is when Samuel anoints David to be king. It says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, everybody say that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully, powerfully upon David. The anointing is the Spirit of God at work in your life. I'll go ahead and welcome the worship team back up. The anointing allows you to do what you're incapable of in your own strength. The anointing is what gives you the perspective and the ability to fulfill everything that God's called you to fulfill. Some of you might have started a business soon, recently, or might be starting this year. You need God's anointing for that business. Some of you, God is leading you to start a small group, and you've never stepped out to lead a small group before. And it's bigger than you. Guess what you need? The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Others of you right now, and I mentioned this earlier with parenting, others of you right now, you feel stuck in your parenting or maybe you feel stuck in your marriage. You don't need just more help books, self-help books. You need the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. I'm talking about the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit, that it comes and just raptures you. It comes and gives you words to speak when you need to speak them. It comes and helps you to restrain your, restrain your tongue when you need to restrain your tongue. Can I have a better amen? The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Bezalel in the book of Genesis, a craftsman, I believe the first time this word was ever used, it says that he was, was in Exodus the book of Exodus, Bezalel was anointed to do the work for his hands, to construct and build the tabernacle. And God anointed him to do what he had been called to do. I looked up here tonight, and, and man, these, these singers and, and band, you guys are, man, God's blessed y'all so much. Like, for real. And, and I think about, I think about every, every single one of them. Every single one of them are talented. Like, if I started singing right now, it would be a bad deal. Like all of them are talented, but talent does not shake darkness. Anointing does. Anointing does, and it don't matter how old you are. When Randy Pampel and his wife, when you guys are speaking, stand up real quick, guys. Stand up. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I am recognizing you. When you guys spoke up here, there was anointing when you spoke. You guys, I don't know how old you are. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but you're, you're older than, than Stephen, right? You guys are anointed for what you're called to do. You guys can go ahead and be seated. Y'all are awesome. Anointed people. Stephen. How I many of you love Stephen? I love Stephen. How old are you, Stephen? 20 years old. 20 years old. Leading worship. The anointing does not show favoritism based on age. Randy Pampel and his wife, don't know how old, don't need to ask them, but they're older than Stephen. Stephen's 20. Joy, how old are you? Just shout it out. 20. What? 20. Are all these individuals. Skill will take you so far, but the anointing will keep you there and empower you. So when you step in a room, you might not be a singer, but when you step into the room and the power of the Holy Ghost is on your life, chains start falling. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in here? You step into your situation and it seems helpless, and hopeless. It seems like there is no way, no how. But because God has extended his favor that comes from him and his anointing that comes from him, there is no devil in hell that can stop the purposes of God. Come on, can you give Jesus praise in his house tonight? Thank you for listening. For more information about Healing Place Church, go to healingplacechurch.org or give us a call at 225 753 Two two seven three.